Welcome, everyone. Today we have uh, Johns, Johns Bahari out of uh, St. Lucia with us. Uh, we've known each other for going on 10 years now. Uh, we, we initially met on, on Twitter when uh, I was part of this group, this design um, listing, and he saw that I was a designer on that, uh, another designer from the Caribbean, and he reached out. And, you know, since then, we've, uh, we've worked on multiple projects together. Um, you know, now we work, you know, we advise each other on each other's companies and, you know, life issues and so on. Um, so, yeah, with that, I'm going to, you know, welcome Johns and, you know, let him tell us a little bit of himself and uh, what he's working on now. Welcome, Johns. All right, cool. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Um So, uh, I'll start with, like, my past experience. Uh, I ran a product design and development studio for almost a decade. We did web and mobile applications, um, built like various marketplaces. Um, most of the projects were in East Africa and Asia. And um, uh, one of the things I was able to do was put together a really awesome team and we focused on rapid prototyping and market validation. Um, I want to highlight one project that was actually um, kind of my favorite um, <laughs> Uh, 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 that we worked on it was called Mindsky. It's a job marketplace for East Africa, and it collect, connected like um, uh, 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 this uh, job seekers and um, uh, 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 and companies together, and it actually got um, quite popular. Uh, one of the most rewarding things that happened within that project was like when I went to Rwanda, uh, and I was meeting people who got their jobs from the platform so that was like you know for someone who's like always sitting down behind a computer this was like really interesting to like be interacting with the people who are using the product that you're building but um uh as rewarding as that was it was really intense and um uh i decided you know, like after the years of travel and stress just to Take a step back and think about like what the next steps would be, um, uh, and that led me to basically hit the reset button. Um, I got the blockchain worm some years ago, and decided to go uh, 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 just fully in that. So most of my work now is specifically on the infrastructure now, because I think it take it'll take a few years before. Um, you know, the application layer on blockchain, like, yeah, the, the, the user side of it is, 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 is really ready. We're missing still a lot of the core components. So the things that um, I try to focus my work on is on protocol development. I have a couple um, small contributions to Ethereum 2.0 that I'm quite proud of. Um, storage systems, distributed storage systems, developer tooling, and um, usability for uh, personal privacy tools. Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty cool, man. So it sounds like you're doing the smart thing by focusing more on the on the tools instead of um, you know building products. So you know it's usually what the the guys that made a lot of money from the gold rush did, and uh, you know they're still around, but a lot of the people that are building smaller projects are not not so much. Um, I mean, with like what are you know from from the space right now, then, like, what are some uh, interesting projects that you think uh, will be around for a while, or sort of, you know, they're looking at the problem in a in an interesting way and building um, solutions for it? Like, what what are some of those that you've seen so far? 
Well, um, I don't really explore too many projects, uh, I have to confess. Um, so the two ones that I really look at is Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Um, Bitcoin for the uh, 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 security guarantees that it gives. Um, it's a strong network. Um, you can, uh, 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 yeah, it's a strong dependable network. It's been running for um, a decade already. Um, and Ethereum, uh, and, and it functions as like this, this store of value thing. Um, now you have Ethereum where they've pioneered this smart contract um, uh, 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 protocol. And um, so these are primarily the two that I really look at. Um, on the application layer or, um, or, or, or the other systems that are built on, on, on Ethereum, um, you know, I really can't make a judgment on those um, as to right now. The kinds of things that we could expect to see um, uh, 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 is not necessarily tied to one specific project that exists now because what's happening is like a lot of the work that is being done is all open source, right? So it's going to live on in some way, shape or form um, in the future, you know? Like someone's gonna be able to easily like fork, uh, someone can just fork, fork um, a code base and spin up either a new network um, with some improvements, or um, they could fork some smart contracts and deploy it themselves, you know. So, um, at least on the protocol level, um, yeah, those two, Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, uh, are the ones that I'm really focused on. There are some other interesting ones technologically called like Polkadot, which is basically trying to like connect multiple blockchains together. Um, but yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I was going to ask you like um, uh, what sort of projects were going on in the Caribbean, but um, well, if um, based on what others are gaining from blockchain's use, uh, what specifically do you think the Caribbean can sort of gain from from these, given our you know our 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 history? Um, what, what do you think they have to offer the Caribbean, if any? Mm. All right. So uh, one thing that we have a big problem with is limited access. And that's, um, I define those as access to technology and financial services um, within the current system, um, access to networks and markets, um, access to capital, and access to data, you know, um, like in like in all those categories, we have issues. We're, we're unable to access data that, you know, institutions um, store about us. We're, it's difficult to raise capital because there's a limited supply of it because, you know, you have all these nation states with really tiny economies. Um, and, yeah, it's not really some place that people look, right? You have limited access to networks and markets. Um, you know, we have the CSME and trade with other islands. Um, we have specialists in the other islands. We have small populations on those islands, um, but it's difficult to you know, connect with those people um, and do trade with them. You know? um, we have no access to things like you know, a global stock market um, because most of the times we fail KYC um, and you know, uh, we lag behind 
um, on financial tech uh, a few years ago only St. Lucia um, had um, ACH automatic clearinghouse implemented in, in their banks um, which allows like faster local payment settlements um, and yeah we only got that like a few years ago so um, I think access is like like a big thing that you know this blockchain movement um, uh, 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 is going to benefit us with because people are building software not just for one region now people are building these platforms not for one region they're building it so that the entire globe can connect you know they call it the internet of money and all these things it's for the entire global globe to 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 be able to connect on these um uh, 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 connect, coordinate, and interact with each other. Okay, <clears throat> so it's essentially just removing the the middle, the middle, the middle players like banks and um, would I say regulators? Like it's just even in the playing field. So it goes directly to individuals. They can partake in this economy without needing to. Um, you know, speak to some sort of institution in order to get access to that. They can go directly to the large pool of data that's out there, and um, they can sort of make their own decisions or do their own thing. That's that's essentially what you're saying, right? Autonomy, autonomy, yes. But you know, like in the same vein, I don't want to say that uh, you know we have to like completely sidestep you know um, existing like like institutions that we have. Um, you know, of course, it's better to have like some kind of collaboration. But just in the Caribbean, the pace of technology um, adoption and advancement is just really frustrating, especially for you know young people and especially in the technology field. Um, um, there's a quote that um, from Gabriel Abed. I think you guys are going to be interviewing him. Um, he says um, we could build innovative world-class software, but we can't get paid for them because he was running like a software development company before he started with. And um, that resonates like absolute, like, <laughs> yeah, absolute because um, payments received in PayPal, for example, um, in St. Lucia, it would take 21 days for the money to be released, you know? Wow. Yeah, you can't like, like do you, do you wait several years for PayPal to finally think of St. Lucia or other Caribbean islands as one which is worth, you know, some investment in. Um, well, you know, it's been, you know, 10 plus years of me in this field and the case is still like this, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, 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 you could build like a SaaS company with, um, uh, 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 you want to take like a, like, like some monthly subscription, but your cash flow is going to be limited by PayPal's uh, 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 restrictions, you know? So, um, so, so actually the result of these things, you know, the result of this limited access is, um, is, 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 is quite large because, you know, you have people moving their business out of the Caribbean or individuals um, or, uh, or countries experiencing brain drain um, because of... Uh, 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 Individuals don't have access to capital. They want to start up a new company um, in an innovative space. They move overseas to do that, you know, because they cannot use their skills to build local solutions because, you know, uh, 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 all these different limitations that we have. So we really have to look at it as, as, as a structural problem 
Um, and I think, you know, um, uh, 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 the whole ethos of the blockchain space and permissionless access, you know, all, uh, 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 any, anyone can join, anyone can participate, um, is something that can help uh, 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 resolve this structural problem that we, we still have going on with access. Mm. Okay, so I mean that that means there's a there's a, a long list of uh, <laughs> other other sectors that can benefit from this. I mean, like, would you be able to like delve into some of those? I mean, with the access, I mean, we, we touched on like banking um, and so on, but like, are there other areas that might be able to benefit from this as well? Yeah. So yeah, um, the obvious. Uh, uh, sectors you may say like financial for movement of money for governments for um, using it for data integrity um, for the public for more privacy preserving uh, technologies um, or just having ease of use um, in uh, uh, sorry faster payments um, you know easier access to their funds um, but the what what I find more interesting is the non obvious um, uh, 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 advantages you know um so uh, it's let me see it's not just a specific sector that seeks to gain as a result of like the blockchain technology um if we look at it as like we have limited access um uh yeah if we look at it as like yeah we have limited access of to the rest of the world, you know, um, to all these different markets and stuff, it actually, you know, resolves issues across the board, you know, um, even down to um, uh, people's understanding of the opportunities that they have. Okay, so how to how 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 to show this? Um, a lot of people think that because you're from this place and it's so small and it's so cut off from the rest of the world. It's where everyone goes for like vacation and stuff, right? Because it's so cut off, then you know that's just the way it is. So people tend to come into this like comfortable attitude and think that they really can't make an impact, mm. you know. And 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 this mindset perpetuates because they know historically they don't have access to these outside systems. So then, you know, you get into this you know, um, a, a, a mindset that, you know, this, this is just how it is and, 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 yeah. And then things don't move forward. Okay. So, um, well, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting point. So now it makes it that, um, it gives you access. It, it changes your, you know, your, your take on what's, what's possible. Um, so it sort of removes the excuse of saying, oh, we can't really do anything now when the tools are there for you to take advantage of, right? Okay, okay. That's, uh, well, that's, um, I'm looking forward to, um, to how that's going to have some impact in the region because, you know, I've, I'm, I'm sure I definitely have my share of uh, <clears throat> frustration trying to get things done and um, I've ran into that mindset a couple times were like, well, that's just, you know, that's just how it is. Like what, you know, what are, what are you going to do? Can't really fight it too much, you know? Um, and yeah, that, that learned helplessness 
Um, it, it gets it gets to everyone, and uh, you can you can see that effect across you know whether it's um, customer service, whether it's um, you know um, getting someone to like start a new project. It 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 it, it has those uh, like a new you know a new company. It's like well, why why waste your time? Um, okay, that's uh, exactly. that's actually a, a good non obvious uh, take on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so you see, you, you just, um, uh, uh, give customer services like a potential, um, a, a benefactor of this, uh, you know, change in mindset that, you know, now people have access. Now I do have access, you know, um, uh, uh I have, um, I, I have an interesting story of a funny story more, um, uh, about this access thing again. Um, so I think it was like 2008, um, I was really into like, um, data visualizations and stuff like that. So, um, I wanted to get like some census data, um, in St. Lucia, uh, specifically about, I think it was, uh, the amount of people living with AIDS and diabetes. And, um, I just wanted to do like a exploration into the data set, um, and figure something out because those are two things that are, you know, in high quantity as well. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to do some, um, uh, visualizations and, and, and figure out some stuff, uh, to publish. Um, I called them maybe about 10 times, um, like the statistics department. Um, and then finally they answered and they're like, okay, we're going to call you back. Never got a call back. So <laughs> I eventually had to go into the office. Um, uh, 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 and I think the person was like out for lunch or something like that. So I didn't even get past the security desk, right? <laughs> you know, um, and I know for certain, like they had this information there, but I just wasn't able to access it, you know? So I, and, and after this, I just never tried again. I think it would have been like an interested, um, interesting little project, um, you know, to, uh, to raise awareness for these things, um, using data, but I just had no access. So then I, I, I myself became complacent in that. Mm. I have a question, Johns. Mm -hmm. You um, you outlined. I mean, you're you you are obviously frustrated, and I'm, I imagine there are others who are equally as frustrated as you. And you outlined some of the the key issues, but what are possible solutions that could help entrepreneurs like yourself? Possible solutions. Hmm. That's uh okay. So possible solutions. Um possible solutions in regards to I mean like the protocol itself I think is the solution, you know. Um uh like decentralized protocols, those are the solutions. Um I can I could sit down and write code for any of these systems, earn money for from wherever in the world. Um mm -hmm you know, uh, uh, from my bedroom, uh, 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 on a tiny island, I like to say on a rock in the Caribbean, you know, I could earn money um, by, uh, 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 you know, working with this technology, implementing it in various ways. Um, so, so I think that's like the obvious, uh, 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 the obvious one. Um, I think we're still trying to figure out a lot of things. There's still a lot of uh, uh, things we have to like try to implement. Um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the. Yeah, I'm not sure how to answer the question fully. <laughs> I guess I mean because from a, you said there are many entrepreneurs who are having to leave mm -hmm. and move to other parts of the world because they literally can't work. Like you, for example, you mentioned waiting 21 days mm -hmm. for for payment from PayPal. Um, I guess I'm looking for like a click, like almost like action steps, like oh. as entrepreneurs, <laughs> because there's, there's many of you, it's not just you, there's many of you that have to leave. So what could you guys do? I mean, yes, the, 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 the outcome is decentralization and all this other stuff. And then we have the blockchain, but what are the steps? What do you actually have to do to make that happen? Well, you have, um, I think one of the big things that can happen is that institutions, governments can start, you know, implementing these technologies because, you know, we heard a narrative about like uh, blockchain is going to help all these developing countries and it's going to help bank being unbanked and provide all these financial services. Um, but you still kind of need the, the help of the government to implement, like, like to really utilize these things, you know. Um, uh, the ECCD, I know they're um, they're working on some digital dollar, whether it's blockchain based or not, or um, or Bitcoin based or not. I'm not um, quite certain, but just simply this is something that can improve, you know, local commerce. You know, now, you know, um, or hopefully when it launches, you'll be able to have a wallet on your phone to be able to make a payment to someone at the other end of the island without having to drive there, you know? Mm. Um, mm -hmm. so, 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 so it's not necessarily, like, I don't know if it's necessarily action steps that I come up with, but um, one of the first things that we need to do is to, you know, figure out the payments, <laughs> the payments issues um, between islands and, um, and, and locally as well. I think this is going to be a big one that's, um, that really opens up, you know, new businesses you know uh, 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 uh i don't know um yeah yeah new businesses um or new business opportunities um in in the region okay the so reason I why i asked that is sorry uh, it comes down to like government i guess setting the the foundation for the ecosystem to grow is um would be what they what they what they play um whether it's um creating legislation that allows these new systems to come about or um, investing in entrepreneurs to like build parts of it. Um, I guess those are, those are some, some ways, right? Like laying that, that ground, the groundwork for the entrepreneurs to then, then build because without those, it's just, you know, like, it's going to be difficult because, um, yeah, I think, um, I think you're right because I read an article today in the New York Times by Jack Ma and it was all about digital transformation. I mean, his focus was on Africa, but I think, you know, whether it's Africa, Latin America, the Caribbean, China, you know, it, it's all the same issues. And he outlined what he called the four E's and the first E actually stands for entrepreneurs. And he he talked about how you need to support the um the entrepreneurial genera generation, if you want to transform any society digitally. digitally, And then the next two E's were e-government and education. 
And then the final E, what did he say? Oh, E-infrastructure. He called it E-infrastructure. Um, so he's kind of saying these are the four E's that African governments have to put into place if they want to ensure that their entrepreneurs will drive the next digital revolution. Would you guys say those are practical for the Caribbean as well? I think uh, 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 certainly um, entrepreneurship, the private sector is something that can really, um, you know, drive change. Um, but it has to come in coordination with, you know, um, the governments because we have limited, like, like in, in the private sector, you have limited resources and again, limited access, whether it's capital or whatever, right? Um, uh, 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 there's a lot of uh, uh, grant programs and stuff, um, EU funding um, that's th that's also available. But, you know, I think it's really like the government has to help push and foster and help people under. Actually, yeah, this is the one. Help people understand what opportunities they have available. You know, that comes on like, like, like it's not just the technology because we could build like the technology as well. But if people don't understand that they have those opportunities um, uh, 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 to now have uh, that they now are able to have access or they can um, uh, uh, now have these tools and, and support, then it like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily, you know, work. The ecosystem is not able to flourish or, or, or even get jump started. Um, without their participation. So you need technically savvy governments. Yes, certainly. Yeah. And do you believe the Caribbean as a whole has technically savvy governments or we're too balkanized to even begin to answer that question? No, no, no. There's, um, uh, 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 I was at a conference in Bahamas. I met some quite uh, uh, interesting people there. I know um, in, um, uh, 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 in, in Barbados as well, um, mm -hmm. they're very open to the idea of, um, of, of, of the blockchain technology. Um, I think just the mere fact that the ECCB is, you know, trying out this, um, this digital dollar, I think that's a, that's a good factor. The, the um, Jamaican um, exchange, I think they're also doing something um, uh, uh, with tokenization. Um, so there's definitely like individuals, younger individuals, um, who are coming into these institutions that, um, that are kind of like invigorating it. But I think just, just the essence of the technology, it, it's something that really, um, speaks to a lot of the problems with, um, uh, that that the Caribbean um, that Caribbean face. So I actually think they're they're quite open to it currently. You know, um, they see it as a big opportunity. So these are positive signs. Then it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, certainly, certainly. The only issue is that you know on the application side, um, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm not sure when, like when we're gonna see things that people like things that are in people's hands, um, but. But yeah, no, I don't think it's um, it's it's doom and gloom. It's just you know, it's the Caribbean. It's just gonna take it. <laughs> it's just gonna take a while. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's just gonna take a while. That's uh, I mean, people people don't come to the Caribbean for you know, for speed. <laughs> for fast. For, uh, that's a yeah. good point. For 
for fast pace. That's not what we're known for, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There are individuals who, 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 who want that, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, like, should the Caribbean remain just like, you know, this chill, relaxed place and we shouldn't be pushing technology so much because, you know, it can be a place where people disconnect and all that. Well, um, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, though. <laughs> But who is that serving, that serving tourists that's not serving Caribbean nationals? Well, perhaps, yeah. That, yeah that... I, I think we can definitely pull both of them off, where you can, you have the infrastructure where things can run smoothly, but you have the backdrop of things just being laid back. Yeah. You can definitely, I think you can definitely balance the both of them. Yeah, and actually, um, uh, come to think of it, it's not only um, it not uh, it's not only tourists. I mean, we have like like as individual like like I love my my island. It's beautiful, um, you know. Um, I've visited multiple countries in 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 you know the Lesser Antilles that you know they're just like spectacular. Union Island, um, Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Oh my gosh, it's like one of my favorite places in the world. Um, but. Uh, uh, is it going to be like a place with like super fast high speed trains and like do we want to see it like that as well <laughs> you know i think caribbean people have to decide what what kind of future that they want and they're going to have to understand that it's going to come with compromise i think it's just that simple yeah and 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 i guess you know thinking about it now it's like a great sandbox to marry the two things together you know the technology and you know the beautiful scenery and and respect for you know sustainable um uh, 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 yeah sustainability yeah yeah definitely and i think like what kenroy said it is possible to do both but again that goes back to i guess the four e's you got to have the entrepreneurs willing to um, test out the innovation. You've got to have savvy governments willing to lay down the infrastructure, the e-infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to have a high, high level of edu, like really educated people who understand and embrace the technology. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Certainly. Certainly. Um, yeah. On, on the education point, you know, um, I meet a lot of people. Um, uh, so I was back in the, um, uh, I was in St. Lucia, um, uh, earlier this year, and um, I got asked to speak at my um, my old secondary school, and um, you know, uh, I really wanted to, you know, highlight that there are certain like opportunities that these kids may not be aware of um, in in the technology sector, you know, because. Again, like coming from the Caribbean, it's not some place that you you think of as like the most technologically sound or the hotbed of tech innovation, you know. But again, it can still benefit a lot from um, from technology. Uh, people want to get engaged in technology, and we need to get in um, uh, ourselves more involved. You know, there is a limited amount of money that we're going to be able to get from tourism. Um, some islands also have oil and um, agriculture. Um, most of the islands uh, 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 survive on tourism revenues. This is our main export. Um, 
we have an opportunity to train a workforce within technology. I think, personally, I think within, you know, a, a, a blockchain decentralized borderless technology um, uh, 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 that, um, that we can export, you know, it's a, it's a huge um, sector that's growing um, now. And we can really, you know, use this unique perspective that we have because San Francisco doesn't have this perspective. New York doesn't have this perspective. London and Tokyo don't have this perspective because we have issues um, that those places do not, uh, 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 they, they don't have. But they talk a lot about implementing solutions for for the Caribbean, for places like the Caribbean, for places like mm -hmm. Africa, right? So I think, you know, uh, 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 you know, we can use this to our advantage and, and, and you know, um, increase the GDP of the uh, individual islands by engaging on a global market for technology services. Yeah, I mean that that sounds that sounds um, similar to something that we mentioned in a previous um, conversation, where uh, we can take a look to see what technologies are available out there and adopt it, but adopt it in a way that it's suitable for our context. So, like looking at what you're saying is like the view that we have, like taking like taking it and just. <clears throat> Um, tweaking it so it fits into like our context and it benefits us as opposed to taking something wholesale and then trying to like stuff it down people's throats um, where it's like it doesn't really fit in you know it's like oh it's working over here but we're trying to make it fit here when you know it's just gonna lead to what we have where people just ignore it and just you know keep going on with the life you know life as usual and just say, well, oh, that was useless. It didn't really work. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess that comes down as well to having that technically savvy, or at least you know, someone in within government that gets technology. You know, they don't necessarily have to understand the deeper workings of it, but they are aware that the solutions are out there. We just need to find the either the right people, whether it's locally or internationally, to help us adapt, you know, and adopt those things locally to, um, sort of help out. Like, you know, we, <laughs> we, we're still doing, you know, land deeds on paper, like giant notebooks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, if a, if a hurricane comes through, you know, that's gone. We have no idea, like, unless, you know, someone has a physical paper, but, when we have the paper and government doesn't have their like records, like how do we know that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's real. Um, so like looking at those things and like saying, guys, we are way behind on a lot of these things. Like what can we do to, um, to make that difference? But at the same time, it's like, how do you get government to act on things when there isn't much pressure from their constituents to do it like where do you where do you get that vision from you know 
And and I think um you know uh, uh, on the topic of like you know information is still being stored on paper, um this is um this is a really good point because we have um you know um <laughs> uh there's corruption there's corruption in the Caribbean yes um you know uh uh. Paper records can change. That's uh, quite easy to do. Um, you know, uh, one of the benefits of this blockchain technology is that the information that you store within it is not possible to change. So, or it's, yeah, um, so it can, you know, enforce the integrity of information. You're not going to put, you know, the actual data on there but you can have a public record of um, of uh, 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 of the signature of this information, you know, the fingerprint of this information. You can store it publicly where the entire population can have access to see the data which is stored in whichever data centers, whether globally or locally, um, should match this specific um, hash, you know? And um, and and it's now auditable. Like ideally, it will also be good to have this information publicly downloadable. I mean, that's a that's another you know important aspect of you know these blockchain systems transparency. Um, you know, on the government side, this will be amazing if they can you know implement such things because they also don't have the resources to you know have people manage the getting me of this um, statistics information because there's only one person and they're out for lunch and I have to wait weeks and months and I still haven't gotten it, um, this data yet. You know, you make it publicly available, uh, then you don't need an individual, like a single individual to, you know, be in an office to, 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 to hold up the process. Um, of giving people this access to this information, even land deeds, you have to w wait weeks and weeks because it's not digitized. You know, you have to pay a lot of money for a land deed as well. You know, um, this all this information is stored. You pay for the storage already, um, but it's just not digital. It's just not accessible. Mm. And the storage is also corruptible. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there, 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 there are a lot of applications that we can sort of uh, look at um, to implementing there. Um, and I guess it starts with you know folks like you trying to to build them and then you know get governments to to sort of support them. Um, all right. Well, um, I guess we mentioned some projects that, that are going on in the Caribbean already. Um, and um, I mean, do you have any sort of implementations on, say, government level uh, internationally that um, that they can look at as an example when they're um, trying to implement this sort of foundation? Like what country has done a great job of laying that foundation that the entrepreneurs sort of came on and was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's sort of like just start hacking away and building, um, solutions for, 
the population. Do you have any of those? Um, I don't. I. I don't specifically do. Um, most of my stuff are, you know, mostly involved in 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 in, in the private sector, I guess. Um, uh, so it like a lot of that is not um, not so much in my radar. I just figure, you know, it's faster. You can be more agile in the private sector um, than uh, than interacting with governments. Because um, uh, back in uh, 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 back in the Caribbean, I would. Um, you know, I like I I did um, participate in in projects which were um, you know f like for governments and stuff, um, specifically in Saint Lucia, but it's just the bureaucracy and stuff. It just it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know, and I I think that's prevalent pretty much anywhere. That's that's probably the same anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, there are some like interesting um, people in the Caribbean doing some some um, some some tech that I, I could probably talk about. Um, well, I, yeah, I, as you know, Carrie, of course, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's definitely one of them with your project. Um, there's this guy um, called Mark from Trinidad. He's working on this um, uh, concept of like a it's a super app, um, so kind of like you know how WeChat has um, all these different applications within it, including the payment one. So imagine like a decentralized version of that based on Ethereum. Um, that's a Trin um, Trini developer working on this. Um, this bit, of course, they're doing stuff on the um, uh, um, uh, uh, along with governments, and I think they're also consulting with um, with ECCB. Um, there's another project, Squeeze Cash. Um, from St. Lucia, um, I recently came across. Uh, it's a, a digital wallet, digitization of the EC dollar, but um, I think they launched in St. Vincent in Saint, um, and 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 St. Lucia. And there's Raise. Now, this one could be really interesting, especially given the market that they're going after, which, um, so basically what they're doing, they're tokenizing um, your company and you're raising um, uh, they allow you to raise uh, uh, capital on a global market now, right? So now, uh, uh, you know, your company is tokenized. Um, people anywhere in the world can now participate in, you know, investing. It's like a, it's like a global stock market, essentially. Um, so uh, uh, I did some work with them um, uh, 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 some time ago. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting project, and that could also solve... Um, uh, issues that we have in the Caribbean of access to capital, you know. Now you don't need to go to one of the technology hubs um, mm. to 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 get funding for your company, you know. Um, uh, uh, you don't have to apply to Y Combinator and go over there and set up your business in the U.S. You could just keep that local, right? Mm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this is these are the kind of things that you know we can. Like this borderlessness, it's not just Caribbean only, it's like global, but uh, the entrepreneur, he's uh, from the Caribbean and he has this mindset of, uh, he has this perspective of, um, you know, or problem solving that, you know, um, I think, I think uh, 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 other people, like there isn't so much use for this, I think in the US, or at least they, they won't get as high value as we would in the Caribbean, Latin America, and Africa, you know? 
because they, they, they already have these kind of systems already. They have this um, Robin Hood. You could easily invest in any company and get returns, you know? Um, and, and, well, they have Silicon Valley as well. As you mentioned Africa, you, you said earlier that you worked on some projects in Rwanda. And uh, was there another yeah. country that you mentioned? Rwanda and Kenya, yeah. Rwanda and Kenya, so East Africa. What about, um, for example, have you seen any parallels between projects on the ground there in those countries and what the projects you just mentioned that are happening or being built, the apps in the Caribbean? Mm. Are, yeah. are they similar? Yeah, so um, I would say like, um, like Africa is probably, uh, East Africa, at least from my experience, is at least like, 10 years ahead of the Caribbean, <laughs> taking taking into consideration how slow adoption of things are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah. For example, they already have mobile payments, you know, um, uh, 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 mobile money payments, you know, so, so they can, they're one step ahead of, you know, um, even Western countries that we call developed or whatever. Um, but, you know, um, besides that, uh, they are like smaller, like this, um, uh, 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 this job marketplace, for example, um, you know, you're dealing with people who, um, don't have access to a computer. Um, you, you um, so you have to, uh, 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 cater for, you know, how, like, it's a very intense application process, but how they how they solve um, uh, 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 some of the problems with um, with onboarding users is that you know they they come and allow people to they have an office that you could walk into and they help you um, uh, uh, set up your profile so you can get listed and they help you get verified as well on their platform, right? So this is perhaps not something that you would implement in the US or Europe so much because, you know, the credentials are all online and digital perhaps. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a very much, uh, you know, um, a, a solution that's needed for, for places that don't have such systems already. Okay, interesting. Got it. Um... All right. Um, well, I, so yeah, I guess the, the question is now, I mean, we, we, we talk, you know, there's a lot of hype around blockchain and, you know, it's, it's, it's ability to disrupt so many industries and be applied in so many ways. My question is, do you like, do you think it's a trend or do you think it's something with staying power, like something that can last into the future, you know, like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we'll still be around. Like what, What's your take on that? Mm. Okay. 20, 30 years. So it's been 10, 11 years so far. <laughs> um, well, first off, I'll say, like, the future is not guaranteed. Um, uh, yeah, the future is not guaranteed. Is it a trend? Is it tech for staying power? I definitely say so, because... The big innovation there is being able to coordinate um, participants in a system where no one trusts each other in a digital, you know, anonymous kind of way, uh, 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 setting, environment. 
Um, and the coordination is, um, uh, 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 is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, secure, right? It's it's it's. Um, so I think this is this is a, a simple primitive that's that's needed for any other system, like l any future systems that we want to build on the internet. Um, so I definitely think that it's something that's going to stay around. Um, but I I will say like through decentralization we could end up creating systems which uh, are um, basically act as a one-way mirror, you know, through trying to make everything transparent. If there's a few actors who are not, you know, being transparent, um, they can they can use this this information that all people are you know, uploading and stuff um, uh, uh, to harm them or to oppress them. So I think it's important that we, you know, keep uh, our core principles really intact um, as we, like, develop this tech. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting point because, I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a discussion, like, in tech right now where um, a lot of the companies that are building these new pieces of like software and so on, they're not really thinking of the consequences that, you know, of what they're building can have. And it's right now, it's just like, yeah, we'll build it and figure it out as we go. You know, you know Facebook is one of the examples, you know, it's <laughs> the, uh, the voting, the voting issues and um, hacking um, a lot of, um, you know, whether it's Trump, Cambridge Analytica, um, and so on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. And, and, and do you think um, those who are sort of building the blockchain technology are thinking about those as they go about it? Do you think there's enough um, governance or like, groups thinking about how this can be utilized in sort of a, a negative manner. Mm. I think, um, I think people like, uh, 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 people are seeing how it can be utilized in a negative manner. For example, you have Facebook Libra coming out, um, uh, 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 being discussed. Um, you know, uh, they, they tout it as this, you know, um, transparent system that, People can join and transact globally and stuff, but at the end of the day, you still have Facebook, which is, you know, um, edging their users to, you know, um, the, their users don't have too much uh, 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 trust of them. Um, uh, behind this project, so. Yeah, uh, I think people are aware that these like big tech companies are um, are maybe like not the ones that they trust so much, and uh, I don't know. It's uh, like I'm thinking about about you know Google's tagline before. You remember it when when it was like "Don't be evil," or you remember do that? Do no evil. Yeah, do no evil or whatever, and something that um that people in the blockchain space um, building out this new type of technology um, talk a lot about is um, can't be evil, you know? Um, 
you know, building technology that's fully transparent, that uh, 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 honors the rights of um, of the people using them, um, and it it's not it's it's immutable. It can't change. You know, people are now um, they can be certain when they start participating with the system how it's going to function. You know, I think. Um, uh, 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 I think this is a good, like, like a good divergence from, you know, the centralized kinds of organizations that we've been creating. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, uh, it's a little tricky now. It's a little tricky because at the same time, you know, you create the software, but the issue is all the data that people are making available. Um, you know, um, about themselves. Advertisers could still use this information. Facebook could still use this information to target you, whether it's decentralized or not. Um, actually, it makes it a lot easier for them to do that. Um, but yeah, um, that could have some some negative outcomes for sure. I think um, I think this is something that we can't really uh, predict, though. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It, it brings up a conversation I was having with uh, with um, with someone not too long ago about democracy and technology, and they started off by saying, "Well, you know, Facebook would roll out some of these updates, um, or some people would think that they didn't really warn them or give them enough warning." Um, and then, in many ways, Facebook does give them warning. Sometimes it's, it's short notice. Um, but it does give them warning before they start making changes to the system. Um, but then I drew a parallel to like to democracy, um, and even though you know someone built this technology, um, it's still sort of incumbent on the, the the population to understand what they're part of. Like the technology can explain itself, but it cannot make you understand it without you being part of it. Um, and the same thing falls for, for democracy. Like, democracy does not work um, after you elect officials into office. Like, you have to continuously be a participant in the system and affect change or, like, be part of the decision-making process. Like, and electing someone is not going to do that job for you. Um, electing the person is just the beginning of that process where like you get them in there, they represent you, but you have to keep up to date with the decisions that they're making, um, what they stand for and so on. And I think a lot of people are, I don't want to call them lazy, but they tend to say, well, oh, I don't really have time to be political, um, or to keep up with these things. But they're saying that while they're handing off so much power to these individuals to make these decisions, um, and you're saying that something that, that controls a large portion of your life you don't have time to focus on. So it comes down to like looking at the priority of our lives, um, how we tend, how we choose to focus our attention um, uh, you know, because everyone's like, oh, I don't want to talk about politics, but politics is your life. Like it surrounds you in ways that, 
Um, it affects you in so many ways. Um, and if you are just going to hand it over to someone and then blame them for making a bad decision that you were not part of, it, it, it creates this weird situation where, you know, like you, you want to point the blame at someone, but everything still points back to you because it is something that you're complicit in. Um, it's a hard problem. Um, and as we move into sort of this decentralized ecosystem, it puts a lot more pressure on individuals. Like if in a decentralized system, you now own your data, you can't say this company is responsible for me losing my data. Um, so education is definitely going to be a, a huge component of that. Same way education was supposed to be a huge component of a democracy. Um, so, so like, how, how do we mitigate that happening in this new system now when our like previous systems had that same problem? Yeah, so, 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 so this is like a really good point, right? Um, with this technology, what we're doing is that we're redesigning. Mm, let me see how to put this. Okay. Um, you mentioned about participation and people not actively participating in these traditional systems. That's very true. Now, we have to look at it again as a structural problem because why were they not able, why were they not participating? What developed this kind of mindset? Mm. You know? Um, uh, 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 uh. What that is, is the secretive nature of the companies, of the governments, of, you know, all these, you know, in, uh, uh, untransparent uh, systems that we're a part of, you know. People were being taught that you don't need to participate or you participate only once every four years, you know. Um, we're now creating systems that can facilitate more real-time or near real-time interactions with people, again, who don't trust each other or whichever participants, I guess it doesn't matter, which whatever participants, we, we're creating a near real-time system, you know, where that coordination can happen, where the information is auditable by individuals. We didn't have those tools before, you know? So I guess you can argue that, you know, these blockchain systems can aid in democracy and in, 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 in the education or, 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 or the participation. Actually, that is their primary goal, to give people autonomy um, uh, 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 and, 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 and access. Whether it's financial I really hope so. I mean, because um, it, it would be nice to, to really see where, you know, everyone's involved, everyone's making decisions, and they understand their, their, the role that they play. Um, because, you know, as, 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 the, as the saying goes, everybody wants change, but no one wants to change. Um, so hopefully we could see that um, sort of um, that increasing over time with these new set of tools in the Caribbean, um, in, across the world, um, you know, and then we have more say in, uh, you know, the lovely officials that we, that we have, that we elect into government. I'm not going to call any names right now, but you know, 
Um, I think we all know like that situation and be like, well, we are powerless in this whole situation. We, you know, we can't really do anything. Um, so hopefully getting these new tools can change our mindset. Um, and what, you know, what sort of influence we have over the world that we, <laughs> the new world that we're ushering in. Um, you know, and again, sometimes we look to China and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're definitely pushing on the, <laughs> On the on the innovative front, um, and then you can have a conversation around the politics, but um, but it's just interesting to look at at that and um, and how it's really um, leading the way in, in in many in many aspects. Um, yeah, yeah so I mean, it's definitely a good conversation. Um, uh, Joanne, do you have uh, do you have anything else? I think um, John's made a very valid point in that we have to consider what has enabled the mindsets, the mindsets that people have, um, not just in the Caribbean, but throughout all of the developing world, um, particularly amongst young people. They don't trust their leaders. They don't trust their politicians. And they've seen it generation after generation. I mean, right now, you have an entire generation that older generation that they're taking up space and jobs, privileged positions. Many of them say throughout African countries that, you know, they occupy these positions since independence and they won't move. <laughs> That's a big problem. And young people can't find jobs. The Caribbean is the same way. You have highly educated people, but massive underemployment. So I think the the mindsets are there for a reason it just didn't happen overnight but that said digital transformation could potentially improve democracy because then as the technology starts to improve the quality of life maybe people become more hopeful and then they start to participate more but i think dem dem democratic nations are grappling with how to deal with digital transformation because democratic nations, particularly in the Western world, they are really big on privacy, security, um, data collection, and all of that stuff, which is essentially one of the pillars of democracy, you know, freedom to, to have control over your, your, your data, your rights, and data is now a part of that. So I think democratic countries are probably going to have more issues with this type of transformational technology than, than countries that don't run on a democratic model. And um, uh, 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 you mentioned about like employment, um, employment there. And mm -hmm. again, you know, this is like access to not just local uh, uh, local markets, but this is now access to global markets that we're creating. So yes, there's the um, the democratic and political side, but there's you know um, the things that the individuals are um, like indi individuals from the Caribbean, from you know uh, 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 developing countries from Africa that care about. It's like okay, how can I improve my um, my status in the world financially or whatever? You know, I want to be part of a big company. Um, but I don't have the funds to go there. I don't have the education to go there. Well, you know, now you can work for um, for a DAO, you know, a decentralized autonomous organization that where all the members are, you know, based throughout the world. 
you know, um, and and you could submit code um, and and get paid for different features that you write, you know, all yeah. from a rock in the Caribbean. So, you know, and, 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 and those are the things that I like to focus um, uh, mostly on because, you know, it's like if I can build tools and systems that can, you know, just equal the playing field um, mm-hmm. and ease access for en- like, like any individual to participate, you know, the places where we'll be able to be- like benefit the most is, is places like the Caribbean, is places like Africa, right? But I don't think of it just as like I'm building software for, you know, these places alone. I think, okay, how I'm... Because c- c- we have to connect everyone together so, you know, um, uh, 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 I'm not limited by the opportunities of who I could connect with, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's the power of, of, uh, of the technology in that it, it can open up so many opportunities. And then we, you know, we have a big um, migration problem in the Caribbean and brain drain. So if we can unlock these technologies, more people can stay at home. More people don't have to leave because... The technology is global and it can be tapped into from anywhere. So definitely. Many people think that they have to leave because mm-hmm. they don't have access to certain things. So um, I was um, uh, 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 I, like I was talking to um, this lady in St. Lucia. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, she was an older lady. Um, she studied um, uh, 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 computer science maybe 20 years ago. Um, but she said when she came back to St. Lucia, she was she was not able to to pursue this field, and she was asking me, um, like she seemed still seemed quite passionate, you know, um, like and 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 it also seemed like a regret. It's like I came back to St. Lucia and I wasn't able to do these things. I wasn't able to do these things that I want. Well, I was trying to explain to her. Well, now you have the opportunity to do these things. But again, we have the problem with like payments. How do you get paid for that now? Well, you know, um, they they could be a cryptocurrency based solution for that um, for for getting payments. Um, you know, so so it's still it's still really early, but you know. Like I, I strongly believe that you know this blockchain technology and cryptocurrency can radically transform um, indiv- uh, the lives of individuals within the Caribbean. Yeah, maybe the Caribbean needs its own uh, Andela, its own version of an Andela. Uh, that's the um, that's a software shop uh, in in Nigeria or something or across Africa, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, a software development training and outsourcing company. Yeah, it's in Lagos, La- Lagos, uh, Lagos. <laughs> but um, maybe we need maybe we need our own version or several versions of that because um, it's not we have the talent. It's not like we don't have the talent. I mean, the Caribbean has a lot of highly educated people. They just they leave, but like you said, they believe they have to leave. But um, Maybe this kind of technology will will help to create more of those types of of companies. That's just and, one example. One yeah, example. and Andela and, and with uh, payments in Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of good, but we thoroughly well, you have thoroughly discussed the um, the challenges. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Indeed. All right, guys. Well, uh, that, was, uh, that was definitely um, some good points you made there. And um, I guess we can wrap it up now. Um, all right, John. Well, uh, again, dude, thanks for uh, for coming on and um, for engaging us in a very 
interesting conversation on on the, the, some of the issues that we face and some of the solutions that we can um, that we can implement uh, for ourselves. And you know, you know, whether it's getting um, e-government implement like some some form of e-government uh, implemented and like setting up legislation and like building that foundation for um, for entrepreneurs to sort of come in and. Um, utilize that platform to, to help build those solutions for, for the local uh, local market. Um, definitely look forward to a lot of things coming out of the region. I and mean, yes, yeah, as, um, as Joanne said, we have we have the talent. We just need to build the environment for them to, to flourish. And I really hope that you know, those in government or you know even outside of government, we will put pressure um, wherever necessary to get those things moving um, and just sort of get out the the complacent um, state that we we, we we tend to stay in for long periods of time. So yeah, um, with that, um, again, thanks, Johns. Um, Joanne? Thank My you. pleasure. Thank you so much, Johns. Thank you.